0: Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. Flow is one of those terms that really sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds easy, too. Some people think of flow as being in the zone or some kind of Zen state. And some of that may be a little true, but there's confusion around flow. And I want to clear that up because it is a power state of mind and one you want to learn to access. On this podcast, I talk about how leaders can leverage their experiences, their emotions, their mindset, in order to have greater influence. And in this episode, I want to talk about leveraging your state of mind. Now, I first studied flow when doing my dissertation way back in the late 90s. Mihaly Shikszentmihalyi is the researcher who is known for flow and has studied this probably for decades, and there's a book called Flow by him where he shares his research. And why I was so intrigued by it, well, first of all, any time you can use your mindset to achieve more and experience more, then this is a win. I'm all in for that. I've collected classic cars in my life over the years, and getting into flow is a lot like adding in some high-performance add-ons, like a high-performance carburetor to juice the engine. So I feel like my purpose, my God-given purpose, is to be the best I can be and to help others and organizations achieve this as well. So understanding flow came as a natural for me. So let's define it. The most basic definition of flow is that it's a mental state in which you're immersed in an activity, like golfers, for example, musicians, surfers. But what I learned is that flow is not limited to those types of activities. So when you're immersed in an activity, you will lose awareness of time. And that can happen at work also. In fact, one of the stories that stood out in the researcher's book was when he talked about the man on the assembly line that achieved a flow state, and here he was doing the same thing over and over again. So what I wanted to understand is how do we get into the state on purpose? Even when we're not engaged in such idyllic pursuits like golf or music or surfing, So the good news is, is flow is a state of mind that occurs naturally, and we can cycle in and out of it. You've probably been lost in the moment and caught up in an activity, losing track of time with no interest in food, taking a break or anything else. It's an effortless way of being. So many years ago, I created what I call the Resilience Pyramid and has five levels of resilience, and the top level is flow, because after working with hundreds and hundreds of people, I saw a pattern, and I recognized that flow was a desired end state for people that successfully navigated stress, pressure, and were able to develop that resilience So how do you know that you're experiencing flow? Here's a few conditions that I want to go over. And just so you know, you do not need to experience every single one on this list to be in flow. Let me just go through the list. First, you have to clearly know what it is you want to achieve. You need to be able to concentrate for a sustained period of time. And what's interesting is when you can get into flow, that concentration actually improves, but you have to at least be able to engage in a serious concentration in order to strengthen it. You become less self-conscious time passes quickly, but you also need the ability to get some kind of feedback. So this helps you gauge how you're doing. So if you're playing music, You can listen. How does it sound? Surfing, that's pretty easy. Do you ride the wave or do you fall off your board? I mean, in golf, the same thing. People have videos taken of themselves, but you need to have some kind of feedback that's either internal or from an external person. And you want to balance your ability with the challenge. You don't want to be bored which is when your skill level far exceeds the challenge that you're facing and you also don't want to develop anxiety which means that you your skills aren't as developed as the challenge requires and there's a lot of anxiety around that can i do this there has to be a sense of personal control over the situation And this may relate in some ways to having an optimistic mindset because people that are pessimistic, they feel like the control is all out there in the environment, whereas optimists recognize they have the control internally. And you want a feeling that what you're doing is meaningful. It's rewarding. And this part is really, really important. This is what the man on the assembly line did. He felt like his job was meaningful, not just for himself in terms of earning a paycheck, paying for his family, helping him achieve some of the goals that he had in his life, but he connected with the end user of the product. He knew that his role on that line was producing a product that made a difference to people in their lives, and this mattered to him. So you also know when you're in flow, when you lose awareness of your bodily needs, you're not hungry, you're not tired, and you're completely absorbed in the activity itself. So think about a time recently when you may have gotten into flow. And if you can't think of something, this next part is going to be interesting to you because we're going to talk about what are the three main conditions that you want to focus on in order to get into flow. And the first one is goals. Okay, so when you have a clear direction about where you're going, that structure really amps up your motivation. That in turn increases your concentration. And the clarity of a goal actually helps you visualize it. Whether or not you're consciously visualizing it or not doesn't matter because there's a natural instinct to think in images. So when you have a clear goal, you can see the end result. So whether that's a personal achievement or a professional one, you really do want to have this clearly defined goal in order to help you get into this flow state. And so flow also requires that you single task. Okay, which is why you want to have clarity around your goals and what the expected outcomes are. Because when people multitask, they don't really have a goal. They have, I just want to get more done. There's that urgency. There's that compulsive doing. And while they may have a goal that they think about indirectly, multitasking is really not goal oriented. It's a compulsive activity. And there is plenty of research that shows now that it actually decreases your effectiveness. It increases errors. People have to redo what they've done over half the time. So it ultimately doesn't save you time. And it also exhausts people more than if you single task. So I highly recommend single tasking because mindlessness, which is ultimately what happens with multitasking, it's the opposite of flow. So the second really important element for flow is that balance that I talked about just a minute ago. That's the balance between your perceived skill and the challenge of the task. So if one outweighs the other, you're not going to get into flow. So if you're a golfer and the golf course is really hard a lot harder than your skill level, you're not going to have a good time and you're probably not going to have flow and it won't be a good experience. So one suggestion would be to break it down. Look at a set of holes, look at three holes that you can get through where you can get into that flow experience because that's what's going to help create that muscle memory. So if you do have a task, break it into chunks, And as you go through each chunk, you're going to be developing that skill level. Because as I mentioned, if your challenge is not hard enough, you'll get bored. And if your challenge is too hard, you'll get anxious. So you definitely want to stretch and step outside your comfort zone, but it's got to be in that sweet spot. And that's when flow is more likely to happen. So the third and really important aspect of flow is being able to get some feedback. Now, most of the time, this is not going to be feedback from other people. This is going to be an internal awareness of whether or not you're making progress. So yes, it's nice to have those videos of your golf swing and you have the recordings of your music or you have somebody else stepping outside looking at how you're doing and giving you feedback you also want that internal feedback and that's what that assembly line person did he was able to establish an internal rhythm that let him know when he was on track to exceed his previous goal and do more than he thought and that to him was challenging So this is an area that requires a certain level of confidence because you have to be able to discern your progress. So if you don't have confidence, then the insecurity is going to produce this back and forth internal dialogue. You're going to be double-minded. You know, and you might have thoughts like, did I do enough? Will they like it? What is everybody going to think about this? And that anxiety is essentially overthinking, and that will definitely inhibit flow. It also stops you from feeling confident and recognizing where you are at the moment and just how far you've come. So these three basic elements are also elements of success. And when you monitor these for yourself, you will get into flow. So I encourage you to embrace your goals from this purpose-driven mindset because flow will be a natural next step. So I know flow may sound like a luxury when everybody is so busy, but it will help increase your capacity because work will seem effortless when you're in this state of mind. So pride, achievement, success... These are all heart-centered feelings, and these are feelings that come from the experience of flow. They're also an outcome of flow. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more that you can engage in this, the more that you are going to be encouraging yourself in success. So when people are caught up and stuck in busyness, compulsive doing, multitasking, fear, anxiety, this false sense of urgency that comes from all the distraction and interruptions that our typical day is like, all of this blocks flow. So as a leader, you want to think about how can I create a physical environment that is conducive to flow? You know, how can I remove the distractions and the interruptions so that your staff will have less stress, and they will have more creativity. Because really, the outcome of flow is mastery. Now, this can be mastery of a skill or of your thinking. So for leaders, I see flow as a way to effortless leading despite challenges. And there are some people that get into this. You notice that no matter what happens, they never seem ruffled. So mastery you know, is often thought about as those 1,000 hours of practice. But what people don't recognize is you could be practicing the wrong thing. So it's not just the 1,000 hours. You know, if your golf swings or the musical piece is off, you could practice that for a 1,000 hours and you build in the wrong set of timing and skill set. So what builds the mastery is the commitment to those 1,000 hours and the fact that you're getting feedback from those 1,000 hours, not just from external things like videos and other people, but yourself, as I mentioned. So it's that part of the 1,000 hours that really makes the mastery. Now, I'm not saying that everything takes 1,000 hours. I'm just using that as an example and making that distinction that it is the quality of that experience. You're not just putting in time, but it's the commitment to the feedback. So let's just take leadership, for example. Let's say you really do have a commitment to being the best leader you can be. And you decided that active listening was a skill you wanted to develop. Now this becomes an area in which you can flow. So you start observing people. How are they responding when they're dismissed compared to how they respond when someone leans in and listens? How do you respond when someone listens or when someone dismisses you? So as you notice and as you observe, this becomes your feedback. And with your goal to become an excellent listener, you start to track that feedback and the more you track it, the more you understand it, the more you recognize your own listening ability and where you need to tweak that. So the first thing you want to do to engage in more flow is to learn to single task. I know that sounds crazy and you're thinking, what? But it's true. If you could single task, not only does it improve your mental health because you're going to feel less Frazzled by the end of the day, you're going to get more done. The second thing you want to do is stop resisting whatever needs to get done. And this is where your purpose comes in. So we all have jobs that we do that are not exactly what we had in mind. But when you have a clear purpose, when you have your why right in front of you, it's easier to do those jobs because you're doing whatever you need to do to accomplish that achievement. So let's say you have a goal to be promoted, and you want to go into a high visibility position. And to do that, you know, you're going to have to handle conflict. So in the past, you've never been wild about conflict, you avoided at all costs, and you have ignored it. But now that you want to get into this high visibility position, you decide that I need to learn how to handle conflict. So you take an assessment, you pursue the courses, you don't hold back with those difficult positions, and you go for it. You practice because that is your goal. And this is going to make it easier to access flow in the process of learning about conflict. So let's look at the reverse when you're resisting or complaining, saying things like, Why should I have to put up with this? I hate conflict. It makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to do it. You're not even going to seek out training. You're not going to take the assessment. You're not going to bother observing. You're going to completely avoid it because of this resistance. So you're not moving ahead. You're not furthering your skill level, you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone, and you're not going to develop any flow in that area. And your leadership is definitely going to be limited, not just because you lack the skills in conflict, because you lack the self-awareness about what's required in order to be a leader. So I highly recommend taking your five levels of resilience course on the WorkSmart Club Network. It's all about the resilience pyramid, which I developed many years ago after working with so many people who demonstrated a trend towards successfully navigating stress and building resilience and flow was a major part of that. So go to Work Smart Club Network and check out our membership. You may wanna join, the course is part of that. So flow is all about honoring you, your purpose, your time. Keep in mind that it's a state of mind that's effortless, even though you might be doing something hard. And it's not something you can force. It's something that results from doing things out of enjoyment. Now, this is not the same thing as doing enjoyable things. So once you stop the multitasking, the compulsive doing, you can start to define what is most important in your life. You can connect with your purpose, and slow your mind down so that you can stay tuned in with that intention. I'm doing this because it's helping me achieve this goal. So even though you may not thoroughly enjoy the process, you have enjoyment in the process because you know it's ultimately going to get you to where you want to go. So I encourage you to make those changes in your everyday life, like getting rid of distractions, reducing the interruptions, and just make a choice to enjoy what you're doing and not resist it just because it may be challenging. You want to stretch, learn, and grow. So until next time, stay energized and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the WorkSmart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at worksmartclubnetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content. Leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.